Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and our guest today is the Executive Director of the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation and that's Carl Samp. Carl, welcome back to Community Focus. Always good to be on, Ken and Tess. Thanks for having me. Well, Carl, I know the community, the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation has been very busy this year during the pandemic. Uh, bring us up to speed on some of the things that you've been helping with. Yes, it's been a busy year, um, especially uh, spring and early summer when COVID kind of hit our community. So, um, so immediately, uh, well, actually, I met with Shane Riffle of the YMCA on the Friday before the governor uh, declared um, kind of the shutdowns in schools. And he kind of presented a plan that he had to start a daycare for essential workers, a day camp for essential workers. So when the schools closed, uh, he could, uh, you know, people would have a place to send their children and uh, their school-age children. And so at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, the governor made that announcement. And by 10.30, Shane and I were on the phone to each other and he had actually applied for a day camp program, and uh, we we were holding that grant. And then um, I actually sent a request out to our board to approve that fifteen thousand dollar grant, so that that would be open when school started. And we had that done by Sunday afternoon. So, so that was the start of it. And then we formed a response fund, and uh, we raised about one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Um, most of that, almost 100,000 of that from our local community. So I have to just say a huge wow. thank you. To, yeah, a huge thank you to everybody that, you know, responded to our call for support. And then we have since made over about $105,000 in COVID-related grants. And, um, wow. you know, and most, you know, 32,000 went towards food-related uh, costs. We've done about 24,000 for mental health supports. Uh, 20,000 for daycare related things. Uh, we supported the Chambers Lake Country Cares uh, Open Business Safely initiative. Uh, we did a couple of grants for PPA related equipment, but we knew most of that was going to be covered by the CARES Act. Um, and then we did another uh, uh, grant for kind of uh, rewards and incentives and thank you gifts to the employees at Essential St. Joe's for their work. Wow, that's really so, awesome. That's, yeah, yeah. And then we did do another grant to the Y when they had the storm damage. So um, so it's been a busy year, you know, and, and, you know, the response has been great from from the folks out there that have uh, gotten support from those great nonprofits that we've uh, given those dollars to. So it's it's been very rewarding and, able, you know, great to be able to do something about about the issue. So. Absolutely. Carl, it's it's amazing how nimble you are able to respond to something like this. Yeah, that's a great thing about a community foundation, a local community foundation, you know, with local with local boards of directors that get it and, uh, you know, are willing to to log in on a Sunday and, you know, approve a, a, a grant over email. You know, it's uh, it is very cool and, and a great thing. And, you know, and I'll just say, you know, again, Another great thing about local community foundations is we tend to capture a lot of philanthropic uh, wealth, money that's given to philanthropy and charities and that might otherwise go outside of our community. And we're able to capture that and and have it spent locally here in our community so that it supports our neighbors and needs, the nonprofits doing the work. And eventually those dollars all end up right back in our businesses 
you know, spent by the nonprofits and, and individual serves. So yeah, um, I think it's a great way to keep, you know, to uh, to support local efforts, Lake Country, you know, uh, spending. So yeah. And we've always said this, that, you know, we are so blessed to live in this community that no matter what is so extremely generous on so many levels. Exactly right. Now, as you mentioned grants, uh, you have another grant round coming up here, don't you? We do, yes. So we'll be opening our next grant round up on December 1st, and uh, that'll close on February 1st. And then our final decisions will be made and approved by the May board, the second Tuesday in May. So that's when activities can begin. So uh, a nonprofit uh, and find that information at our website, which is uh, www.communitygiving.org backslash B-L-A-C-F. Or they could also go to the communitygiving.org backslash grants. Either one will, uh, they'll be able to get to our grant information. What do people need to know about applying for one of the grants? Well, they have to be a, a local 501c3 charity, a school district, or a local unit of government. And this year, we've altered our focus. We tended to only almost entirely focus on workforce-related issues in the previous four or five years. But, you know, um, that's a little less of a focus now. So our, our new focus areas are bridging the opportunity gap. So we're going to help support projects that uh, – or disadvantaged youth and help them participate in events and activities and related programs that build their skills and career knowledge that can lead to future success. And then we're also doing uh, community enhancement and economic development work this year. So um, so things that uh, develop and enhance community economic vitality and sustainability. Um, we're also supporting welcoming communities initiatives and then access to music, arts, and a and uh, those types of activities that are made available to the public, usually free of charge. So, yeah. so those are our priority areas this year. So. Okay. Fantastic. And again, that website was communitygiving.org slash B-L-A-C-F. That's correct. Okay. All right, Carl. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, year end here, because for those that have the means and would like to contribute to the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation, this would be a good time, wouldn't it? Sure. Yeah, it, it is that time of year. So, um, you know, if folks <laughs> are looking to make some charitable contributions, not just to us, but to any uh, nonprofit in our community, you know, there's some things that they can do to do that in a way that's the most uh, tax advantageous to them, uh, at the same time being charitable. Uh, of course, we'd love folks to set up a charitable fund with, community, with the Community Foundation, uh, which acts like a little kind of a mini family foundation, if you will, if they set up a donor-advised fund with us. And it's a great way to bunch your charitable gifts. Um, with the new tax laws and the higher um, standard deduction, you know, um, charitable deductions have been maybe less, uh, people are less likely to itemize and, and take advantage of their charitable deductions. So right. what they can do, what they can do is bunch their charitable giving into one year and a donor advised fund is a great way to do that because they make one gift, take the uh, itemized deduction for that year. And I'm just going to throw out, you know, $20,000 for, for example. Um, and they could do five years of giving, you know, with, with those dollars. So they'll do the one gift, take the one tax deduction, and then they can do their charitable giving for the next five years and take the, the standard deduction on those years. 
Oh, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's a great way to kind of take advantage of the tax laws to, uh, you know, to support your charitable goals uh, in the community. So, and, and if anybody has a significant tax event that happens in their life too, sale of a business, sale of a second lake home, uh, you know, uh, stocks that they have that they passed out, anything that's going to cause a tax event, you know, that is also a great time to set up uh, like a donor advised fund so that you can uh, minimize the impact of, of those taxes on you. So we always say the dollars are, you know, and your legacy dollars too, they're going to go to one of three places or, or hopefully two, you know, <laughs> either your heirs, the government or charity. And we just tell people pick two. Um, so uh, pretty sure we know what they'd like to choose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so, and we can help people with those too, with legacy gifts. So leaving money through their wills or, uh, designated beneficiaries or their IRAs and things like that. So we're happy to help folks with that sure, as well. And that sure. leads me to another good, you know, um, anybody who's over 72 now um, has, they have to take an annual minimum distribution from their IRA and it's a percentage based on their age. And that is, if that's money is directed directly to charities uh, from their financial institution where that IRA is held, that, that will not be taxed then. Huh? Whereas if they took, you know, if they take it out directly to themselves, it'll be taxed. And then, really? you know, and then, oh, yeah. yeah, so it's the first place, you know, anybody that's for sure over 72, uh, that should be their first source of charitable giving to any of their favorite uh, charities, including their church. Um, and then also, you know, using your IRA in your estate um, and gifting that, that should be, again, the first source of your charitable giving. Uh, because once again, if it goes to charity, it won't be taxed. Whereas if it goes to your heirs, uh, it will be taxed. So just one of those little tips out there. Um, I also want to just mention that we do also help with charitable gift annuities. So if anybody has uh, either cash or some CDs they're sitting in that are paying extremely low interest rates right now, um, they can set up what's called a charitable gift annuity. We'll pay them an income for life. Uh, they'll receive a tax deduction, not of the entire amount of the charity because they are receiving income off of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, they'll mm -hmm. receive income for life. And then upon their passing, it goes to a designated charity of their choosing, or they could have a fund established at the foundation uh, with directions on how they want that money distributed. So, um, again, it's a, it's a great way to um, be charitable, receive some lifetime income off of that, you know, and then end up doing good in the long run. So. Yeah. And, you know, you made this statement earlier, but it's true. Then you're also supporting your community, aren't you? That's exactly right. You know, um, and once again, I think, Tess, you know, you were right on when you said how great our community is. because So supportive of, of our organizations and our neighbors in need here. So it's great mm -hmm. to be a part of that work. I like to say I've got one of the best jobs in the world. I get to help generate change lives in, in our community for the better, you know, so. Um, it, it's, it's been for a you know, great way to end my career. I'm getting near the end of it. So, um, you know, uh, it's been a real honor to work with the people who, who are willing to support, you know, our neighbors and our, our organizations out there. So, yeah. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll mention one other thing too, is we have a number like 20, over 20 now agency funds that are uh, held by non, you know, they're for nonprofits or church endowment funds or, uh, rainy day funds or whatever for nonprofit organizations. 
And it's a great way. We we have professional investment services available that can help them grow that money. We'll give them, uh, we'll work with them doing, talking about the strategies I just got been talking about, you know, and how to grow that fund. And uh, so that's another tool. If you're with a nonprofit out there, a church, um, you know, we can help with that as well with your agency funds and or with your excess funds um, and then uh, help you grow that uh, and, and do good work. And the always, great thing is you always retain access to that entire uh, fund at any time should you need it. So, okay. um, I think, yeah, I think Shane would be OK with me saying how, you know, in COVID, it, uh, the Y uh, has a fund with us and they really needed some uh, cash for cash flow. Um, because of the lack of memberships and thing, and and uh, they were able to access a good chunk of their fund, so it worked just the way it was supposed to as a as a rainy day fund for them. So thank goodness. Yeah. Goodness. yeah. Uh, Carl, if someone just... if someone would like to call you and talk more about some of the things we talked about today, is that a good way to do it, or can they start by just going to the yeah. website? Well, the best way is probably email. Okay. Uh, that is. K Samp A S A M P at communitygiving.org. And uh, that's probably the best way. But if they want to call, um, I'm either in the phone book or they can reach me on my cell, 218-821-5619, and I'm happy to help. We're we're working out of our home offices these days. So um, you know, I do what we can, so we're we're happy to help. And then um, and they could also get a hold of us through the website. So uh, any of those ways will, you know, be able to reach us. I do want to just say we're we're in our uh, campaign for to support our operations. So if the things you've heard about, you know, you think are good for our community, uh, we'd also love to have the support uh, for our operations. We're we're not of the size yet. We're at about 15 million in assets right now, and we receive a very small. Usually, it averages about one and a quarter. A percent management fee. So we're not of the size yet that we're self-sustaining. So we still need support from the community to, to uh, do what we're doing. And probably until we hit at least 20 million in assets. So um, we'd also appreciate any support for operations we can get. Once again, you can contact me or go on our website uh, for that support. We call it our campaign for philanthropy. Or they can contribute to our grant funds too, if they want to supplement um, our grant making. We also take donations for that. Okay. Wonderful. Many ways to help the community, it sounds like. That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I'll just add that, um, you know, in studies of community vitality, one of the 10 top indicators of community vitality are that they have a, a local community foundation. So, um, you know, and, and we like to think it's a big deal now. I mean, last this last fiscal year for us, which ended June 30th, uh, between what we made in grants and what our donors uh, recommended in grants, we gave almost a million dollars out, uh, much of it to our local community here. And uh, when we get down the road a little bit, um, as this fund grows and stuff, it's going to be a significant asset uh, for our community. So. Well said. All right. Well, Carl, we want to say thank you for being with us today to talk about all the things that you're doing and ways that people can uh, leave a, a living legacy, if you will, a, a legacy of some kind. Uh, through the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation or help with the grants. There's just so many ways to help our community. And uh, we thank you for what you're doing, and you take care, and we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Yes, always a pleasure to be on with you guys and to come alongside you and, and Harvard Radio here on uh, the great work you do for, for our community as well. So thank you for that, and we just encourage everybody to uh, stay safe and wear a mask. 
Got it, Carl. We're with you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. Bye, guys. Carl Samp is the executive director of the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget, our Community Focus programs can be found on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also pull it up through our free downloadable app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center. Hi, I'm Jean Chatsky, and I'm the co-host of Everyday Wealth, a podcast presented by Edelman Financial Engines. On each episode, experienced wealth planners from Edelman Financial Engines and other experts join in to discuss the financial decisions that shape your life and explore what wealth really means. Because wealth isn't just a number. It's your values, your goals, the dreams you want to achieve with your money. We talk about what's happening in the markets, tax-efficient investing, how to reach your retirement goals, and so much more. So tune in. New episodes premiere each weekend. If you have a question for us to address on the program, you can send it to everydaywealth.com and you can find Everyday Wealth wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review because we we love hearing what you think. Ms. Chotsky is not an employee or a client of EFE. She receives fixed cash compensation for acting as host of Everyday Wealth and has an incentive to endorse EFE and its planners.